You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Late yesterday, we saw the end of a controversy involving political interference in justice at the provincial level. Well, actually, maybe we just saw the end of one aspect of it. Doug Ford's friend, Superintendent Ron Tavener, withdrew his name from consideration to become the next OPP commissioner. That appointment sparked a huge controversy. Uh, there were accusations of political meddling in police matters after the prerequisites for the job that were posted were changed to accommodate Mr. Tavener. And as you heard in Bob's news, the premier is still vigorously defending his actions. And the NDP says there still has to be a public inquiry into what happened. So do you think there was some kind of danger in the Premier's touting of this particular appointment? The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And joining me in studio now, we have John Burnside, who is a former police officer and a former city councillor. John, thanks so much for being here. And thanks for having me. So what do you make of all of this? Well, I think the NDP call for an inquiry is a little over the top. Nothing. He, Tavener ultimately was not appointed or, or did not take the position. So I think it, it's a it's a done deal. Uh, I mean, sure, Ford could have had the power to do what he wanted to do, but obviously the optics were terrible. And, you know, there's a history there. It's not simply that he was appointing someone that he thought would be good for the OPP. This was a longtime family friend, and, and many would allege a protector of Rob Ford. So there's a whole, this whole sort of idea or this notion that, and this, these are all allegations, let me just say that, that Ron Tavner was protective of Rob Ford and the Ford family, transplant him into OPP commissioner role, and you, one could expect more of the same. And I think that was ultimately the concern, the legit, legitimate concerns that people had. Yeah, it's it's interesting because of that history. And you thought, well, what if someone has to be investigated? Do you remember the the storm that ensued when it turned out that that the police was investigating Rob Ford, and it turned out, well, maybe they had reason to. Exactly, and and you know, I think the fact that they changed the uh, the parameters under which to to pick a chief was the most problematic of all. Look, there are problems with the OPP, uh, but to say that Ron Tavner was the only person that could fix them, and he was only going to be there on a temporary basis anyway, is a little bit of a uh, a stretch. I think what you need in a police chief these days is someone who. Um, can modernize the department, but also uh, still be seen by the rank and file to to have their back. And that's a really special person. Maybe Jennifer Evans from Peel might fit that role. Ron Tavener was largely seen as a as a good old boy. And my uh, brother in law, who's now retired, loved Rob, Ron Tavener. All the all the sort of the the cops cops they loved him, and so I could see how the rank and file would appreciate him as their commissioner. That said, 
you know, policing has changed quite a bit in the last 20 years and will continue to change. And I think that for the good of the department, the personnel and the province, we need someone uh, that who uh, can encompass both those uh, attributes. Well, he's he's still in active policing and, and uh, Mark Saunders, the chief, just announced that he's going back to 23 Division from whence he came. Right. I mean, he's got a long history there and uh, I don't, you know, it's, it'll be up to him to decide when he uh, retires. But let's be clear, the, the head of a, a local division, which is a, I believe it's a superintendent, that's the rank now, is, is quite a bit different than a chief of police. Right, because the head of the division looks out for their little uh, fiefdom, but also can really be uh, fighting for his or her officers. Whereas the chief of police, there's a lot more politics. You need a lot of political acuity. And I think that's why one of the parameters is they wanted someone who had chief of police experience. So it wasn't just a lopsided affair. But if the premier is your bud, maybe you don't need so much political acuity. (laughs) Or maybe you do. (laughs) Or maybe you do. I mean, uh, it's interesting. So first of all, you got to wonder that if uh, the province or Doug Ford and his staff were thinking that, you know, why didn't they from the get-go organize the specs for the job so that this could take place. That's question number one. And question number two is, you know, putting the relationship aside, sometimes when you need a change in culture, and we have a lot of institutions, and particularly police and military institutions that desperately need a change in culture. So you have to bring in someone who perhaps is out of the box, doesn't fit the old mold, all those things. Yeah, and exactly. And that, but that's the tension to your point with the military or policing. They're very uh, traditional. Uh, it's very slow moving in terms of changing the culture. And, but you need someone who, who can change the culture, but who is still seen as, you know, having their back. I think in a way, Chief McCormick, and this is going back 25 years, I think he embodied that to, to an extent, although a lot of, you know, we remember the, the conflict he had with Susan Ng. He was still making change, but I don't think, uh, police services have really felt, certainly in Toronto, that the, the, the chief has had their back. Uh, even the current chief, uh, Chief Saunders, who, the rank and file largely wanted now feel that he's abandoned them. That's at least what I'm hearing. So it's a really delicate job. But to to go back to some, but if that's you been- bring change, maybe one of the takeaways is that that you can't have everything. Uh, if you're going to be making change, not everybody is going to love you because people generally do not like change. Absolutely, but that's where leadership comes in. You know. Look at GE and Jack Welch. He made huge changes with that organ within that organization, and he was ultimately loved. And that's why they actually need to f- to find a leader and not a manager. There's a huge difference between the two. And as I say, it's a special person, and they may have to look around the world to to find that person who who's actually a leader who can make the change and who can bring the rank and file with them. Okay, let's take a call from Siva in Toronto. Hi, Siva. Hi, Libby. I just want to say that the NDP lady treated Mr. Taverner. Taverner. Yes, treated him awful. 
this gentleman has 51 years in the police. He's not a stupid man. And to treat him this way because he knows Mr. Ford is wrong. He, he, I, I met him twice. He's always been preparing meals for children who didn't have meals. He, he is a very decent person. And for him to have to take back his application, that is totally wrong. Okay, Siva, thanks very much for that. You're welcome. Well, there you go. Yeah, look, I mean, he, Ron Tavener is very popular, and I'm not here to, spare, to disparage him, but once, he, if you look at the the area he he um, he polices, there hasn't there there's still a lot of problems up in in Rexdale in those areas. So, what has he done to change the dynamic between the police and the community? That's what I would like to know in terms of of a leader. We know that he has the rank and file support, but how has he made those changes to bring policing into the 21st century? And we know there's a lot of tension between the public and the police. And one of the big problems officers have is they don't have the support of the public like they did 25 years ago and it makes their job extremely difficult so to say that you know we're they're going to put someone like ron tavner in who is a who's a cop's cop that's great but they all he or she whoever that chief is also has to have the public support because that will ultimately help uh, the police do their job do you think that any ageism played into this. Ron Tavener is 72. I mean, I know lots of 72-year-olds who are thriving and doing tough jobs. Maybe not lots. I know some. Uh, do you think that there was any of that? No, I mean, that guy's still got great hair. I look at that guy and I go, I want to be Ron Tavener. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think anyone's brought that in. I think it's more his style, I think, all, which is old school. Um, and, you know, there were problems with his division. I think there was a sexual um, harassment complaint, and that went through the, through the, I believe it was a human rights tribunal. So there were problems there. But ultimately, I think it was his prob- his relationship, and not just a friendship with the Fords. It goes a lot be- a lot deeper than that, and that's, that's the belief anyway. That's the belief and the perception. And, of course, perception in politics is, is more important, or at least as important, as quote reality everybody's reality everybody's truth is different we keep hearing that eh well yeah and i mean look we can you know you can say uh, doug ford handled it poorly and he did uh, but we're seeing that on the federal level as well and i don't know if arrogance plays into this whether you know i think a lot of justin trudeau's problems have to do with his arrogance and i think doug ford is really now real is realizing that he can't just say and do what he likes that there are some checks and balances and uh you know, he had to fold his hand on this one. Yeah. So, uh, again, in terms of a political issue that might be able to hamper them, do you think this has legs? I mean, you said that you think the NDP is overreaching, saying we still need a public inquiry. No, I don't think it has any legs. Look, as, as you know, when they when they changed the, the boundaries, uh, the council boundaries, and reduced the number of councillors to 25, and uh, Doug Ford was going to use use the notwithstanding clause. Uh, three months later, four months later, nobody cares, <laughs> right? Let's, let's, let's be uh, upfront about that. I think the fact that this didn't happen ultimately uh, within a month or two, everyone will have forgotten. And there will probably be a lot uh, more issues that are more pressing and of more concern to people. Okay. So, uh, and finally, uh, you mentioned uh, Jennifer Evans, 
any, you know, and, and you also mentioned maybe have to look far and wide. So well, what's next for finding an OPP commissioner? Yeah, and I, I'm not sure exactly how they're uh, or what they're going to do. It would seem to me with all the problems with, um, with suicides within the uh, department and the low morale that they really need to go outside of the service. And I think, I don't think as a city we're great, or as a province, we, we're not great at looking at best practices around the world. There are other jurisdictions, the UK, the United States for that matter, who have probably a lot more experience or at least varied experiences that we can tap into. So I don't Where think in we, the United States? <laughs> well, I mean, no, but in terms of policing, I mean, oh. not, not the South, but well, look, look at the, look at the, uh, the, the chief in Chicago. I mean, this guy, he has a heck of a, a job and he is cleaning up the, the, the force. I'm just saying that they have experiences of a lot, a lot more varied experiences than we may have in Canada. But, you know, take the UK then, take Scotland, what, you know, take, take wherever you want, take Europe. I'm just saying we don't always have all the answers. There are a lot more progressive uh, jurisdictions who have faced these problems. And I think in the States, a lot of the jurisdictions, we just, we hear about the bad stories. We don't hear about the good departments and we don't hear about uh, the progressive nature of some of the departments and what they've done to actually uh, move the service forward and keep the rank and file uh, motivated. Haven't heard great things about Chicago lately anyway. Well, the new chief, is, the yeah. chief there. Yeah. What I'm saying is that yeah. chief yeah. Uh, with the uh, Jesse Smollett, well, yeah. right? I think he's doing it. He, you know, it's a terrible jurisdiction, but they have a chief there that is cleaning it up. And that's what I'm talking about is finding someone who actually has experience uh, cleaning it up, cleaning up the problems within the rank and file, but also cleaning up the, the political issues that exist. And, and uh, I think we're going to have more political issues in Ontario. Okay. Uh, fascinating. And uh, again, uh, we may not have heard the last of this. Thank you so much for joining us, John Birdside. Appreciate it. Thanks, Libby. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 